Welcome back to It Doesn't Take Two. <laughs> My name is Jalen. And I'm Ponce. <laughs> and I'm Jess. <laughs> and this week, we're going to be talking about the twin films from 2018, Beautiful Boy. And, and the ben Ponce Thief. <laughs> Beautiful Boy and Ben is back, okay, a.k.a. That. the Ponce Thief. <laughs> Um, that is something you'll understand. I mean, if you've seen the movie, you might understand it. If you haven't seen the movie, you'll understand it when we tell you the summary <laughs> of this movie. Um, but we do believe that the movie should be called The Pawn's Thief instead yes, of Ben is Back. But 100%. we'll get to that. Um, first, these are both movies about, um, families and their son who is struggling with drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, they both came out in 2018 very weird story they both okay both of these movies premiered at a film festival tiff the toronto international film festival um a day apart beautiful boy premiered on september 7th and ben is back was on september 8th shocking weird i don't understand the coincidence i mean okay here i also there's a letterbox review that i i watched beautiful boy like probably i think maybe around when it came out so like in 2018 um and i discovered that ben is back was also a movie about a drug addict son mm-hmm. that came out around the same time so i was reading some letterbox reviews for ben is back and i found what to this day is my favorite letterbox review i oh, think about it all the time i'm so excited um okay so here here's what this letterbox review says for context as as you might know because we watch lady word on this podcast lucas hedges and timothy chalamet who were in um Ben is back and Beautiful Boy, respectively. Mm-hmm. They were both in Lady Bird, produced by A twenty four. Um, and you might not also know this, but Lucas Hedges is a bit of a nepotism baby. <laughs> um, nepotism babies are a big thing Shout right now. Out, Everyone's net baby. talking about. Them. <laughs> Everyone's talking about them, but Lucas Hedges' father wrote or directed. I think produced. He worked. He, yes. he, he yeah. Whatever. He did Ben is back. Um, so this letterbox review says. And then Lucas cried, but daddy, if Timothy is playing a drug addict this year, I have to play one too. <laughs> Otherwise, A24 might get, give him the lead in their next coming of age movie. <laughs> so write and direct this for me, please. And make sure I get to hit that vape at least 10 times. <laughs> he did. He did. Oh my God, that's an amazing review. <laughs> I swear. I think about this review all the time. And you want to know who's not writing reviews like that? people on Rotten tomatoes that's factual <laughs> i love your i love the segue we're getting so good at the segue oh yeah we are um the rotten tomatoes scores for i okay now for the record sometimes i feel like you see them before the episode i do but i didn't want you to see them this time okay because i feel like you're gonna be upset all right let me see them the <laughs> beautiful boys critic score is a 67 percent and the audience score is a 77 percent now before you say anything ben is back's critic score is an 81 percent. i'm leaving i'm leaving i'm so okay and the audience score is a 69 percent well let me say right now at least that the fucking audience got it right this time okay let's let's at least get that straight Uh uh-huh I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah. I'm actually really shocked that the critic score was so low for Beautiful Boy because I feel like Timothy Chalamet also shocked is by a that. little, you know, 
He's baby. lovable. Everyone love loves him. him. Who's going to trash Timothy Chalamet? The Academy Not loves him. He's an Academy baby. Not a net baby. <laughs> He's an Academy baby. He might also be a nepotism baby for we all I know. know. Yeah, that's true. But even Steve Carell, <laughs> big name. People yeah. love him. I mean, people love Julia Roberts, though. That's true. I'm people. I love Julia Roberts. You know what? I got some wild accusations that I'm not going to throw out there. <laughs> for me? Or no. for Julia Roberts? For Lucas Hedges. Oh, okay. And his uh, papa. Okay. Something don't seem right. Mm-hmm. With, th- with that score. With that connection. Okay. Net baby plus whack reviews. Jess is back on her conspiracy <laughs> theory bullshit. Let me tell you right now. That's my favorite it's genre raving. of Jess. <laughs> <laughs> it's raving up in here. Because I will not accept these scores. Um, unfortunately we can't change them, but we can give them our own and we will because I have so much to say. Absolutely. We will. Um, our bonus category today. Now, obviously these movies cover some very serious topics, I guess also a content warning. Mm -hmm. Um, if these are topics that you were not comfortable hearing about, um, feel free to skip this episode and join us next week. Um, but in order to try and, I don't know, bring some, a little bit of lightheartedness into this podcast episode our bonus category is the family resemblance Mm -hmm. for these actors we're just kind of objectively be like how was this casting (laughs) yeah um i would like to compare Mm -hmm. the parents and the son Mm -hmm. i also do feel the need to mention this week as we we mentioned this in the cheaper by the dozen episode there were a good amount of people that we realized at that point in our show had we had seen in multiple movies mm-hmm. obviously as i just mentioned timothy chalamet and lucas hedges were both in ladybird mm-hmm. so we have a couple more people to add to our doubles club as well as katherine newton who also oh. had a very minor role in ladybird so true and is um lucas hedges's sister mm-hmm. in ben is back so now I'll read off the list of our full doubles club. We got Dave Foley, Bonnie Hunt, Danielle Panabaker, Ashton Kutcher, Rip Torn, Timothy Chalamet, Lucas Hedges, and Catherine Newton. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. We got a full eight people that we've seen in two movies each. No one has hit three yet. Not I feel yet. like that's going to be hard to touch. I feel like it's going to be hard to get to three twin hmm. films. I think we can do it. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think we can do it. All right. I'm hopeful. I do hope that we see a third. We see a triple. And but if right you now, have any guesses for who you think yeah. could be in the upcoming race yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> let us know. Yeah, for sure. Um. Also, one other thing. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned to the end of the episode because I have, I, I will be admitting to mistakes <laughs> and we will be um, rectifying some of those Oh yeah, at the end of this episode. So definitely make sure you listen for, to the end to yeah. hear what we have to say about that. I, <laughs> I do have to issue an apology, um, but we'll get there. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but I guess now we'll start with the actors in Beautiful Boy. All right. I mean pretty recognizable cast oh yeah for sure some pretty familiar faces we'll Mm -hmm. start with steve carell yeah steve carell playing the father david chef now also we should note beautiful boys based on a true story david chef is an actual person he wrote a book about his son nick chef's struggle with addiction how that you know affected their family and that's what the movie is based off and then nick chef also has memoirs as well that also inspired this movie Mm -hmm. and like the screenplay yeah so, Steve Carell, mm-hmm. love him. 
I love him so much. Yeah, and it's so fun to see him in like a dramatic role. Yeah, and I don't know anything about the real David Chef, mm-hmm. but Steve Carell's got like a goofy way about him. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, he pulled off that serious yeah. shit real yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know, no goofy at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't sense any goof, goof. No, there was no goof. I loved it yeah. though. I think he did amazing. Mm-hmm. And I love him. Yeah, I don't know how many like serious roles Steve Carell has done. I know he's done others, mm-hmm. but like he was great. He's always great. I yeah. love him so much. Yeah, he's so good at everything he does because yeah. he plays such different roles like every time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but he has this way about him. But honestly, he pulled it off so yeah well. Yeah, I felt so much emotion. No, absolutely. I totally felt for him, the whole family, honestly, but. Uh, and then uh timothy chalamet timothy chalamet we're back with timmy little timmy tim plays nick chef um we also have they they have a lot of flashbacks in this movie so Mm -hmm. there are other people that play a younger version of nick chef the only one that seems notable is jack dylan grazer who was in it and um king what was that other movie oh he's in shazam there we go shazam have you seen shazam no i haven't oh it's so good i'm gonna i liked it it a lot anyway timmy tim timmy tim yeah obviously we love timmy tim yeah i think we've already said yeah we've said enough about how much we appreciate timothy chalamet in this podcast and his his long lanky body (laughs) but (laughs) um i once saw um i don't know what it was i don't know if it was a tweet or a tumblr post but they said that he's built like a starving victorian child yeah and that, I love that. That is the first thing I think of every time I hear Timothy Chalamet's name. I'm but not in a kidding. complimentative way. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how that's a compliment. I don't know, but I find him attractive and that's all I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, that's definitely true. But I do love him and I think he was amazing as Nick Chef. Yeah, he no. Really he really is such an amazing actor. He is actually so good in this movie. I mean, they say he's one of the best of our time i haven't heard them say that but i believe you thank you <laughs> i don't know who they is you know, I, know I believe almost is. anything that comes out of your mouth that's true i don't know if you should but this one you should actually i don't know <laughs> but i believe it okay. <laughs> amazing really good i don't yeah. know like the pain and shit like mm-hmm. that he had to present in this role the struggle yeah and like the emotion with his dad david chef like yeah. in the movie yeah really good yeah the dynamic between the two of them was great it i mean was it was the chemistry, sad and heartbreaking like but the, yeah the chemistry that's it it's it was good it was, yeah real sad mm-hmm. cried a whole lot but you know yeah i would i this is the second time i watched it i don't think i cried either time maybe i cried the first time i, I don't know sobbed throughout this whole thing mm-hmm. and it, again mainly with the scenes with steve carell and timothy chalamet yeah i mean they did such an amazing job <laughs> yeah Okay, who else we got? Maura Tierney? Mm-hmm. What, what is she being in? She looks familiar. She is in Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. Oh! That's like the only thing I recognize her from. But she I mean, I love Liar Liar. That's a very big part of my development as a How human. How do you I'm not feel even about um, you. Yes Man? I haven't seen Yes Man. I've only seen that one scene. Is it also where Jim the, Carrey? It, yeah, yeah, it is. That's the, the same movie. I think you're right. We're going to have to add that to the list or something. I've actually, I think I literally <laughs> talked about this with my brother after we watching Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. The, like, this was not that long ago. Like, I swear it was in the last month or two that I realized that those movies are eerily similar. We're going to have to put that on the list. That's actually a great point. We in, will add that to the list. Yeah. No, those are close enough that honestly, and I'm down to watch Liar Liar. Me I too. love that movie. Thank you, Maura Tierney. I could whip out lots of quotes from that movie, but I won't. 
Thank you. Yeah, so Tell obviously, us. more Tierney's pretty great. And then we have Caitlin Deaver. Queen. Love her. She's Amazing. in Booksmart. She, I mean. She did really good in this movie, too. She did, yeah. Not a big role. Yeah, but she wasn't there for that long, but. Still pretty good. Oh, and of course, Amy Ryan. Who, yes. Who was also in the office with Steve Carell. So mm-hmm. this was not their first performance. No, ever. and they play, I mean, they play Nick's parents. They're exes mm-hmm. in the, they're divorced in the movie, but they are Nick's parents. Amy Ryan and Steve Carell. I don't believe so. Oh, well, I guess Stephanie Scott plays the girl, his first girlfriend in the movie. She was in um, the Disney Channel show Ant Farm, and she's also in a Haley Kiyoko music video. She was apparently also in Beethoven's Big Break. Wow. Don't know what that is. (laughs) but It's obviously a Beethoven movie. (laughs) Like the dog. You know the Beethoven movie? Oh, you think? Yeah. No. Wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic or not? No, I'm not. Yeah, Beethoven. I assumed it was at first, and then I was like, maybe it's not. No, it's definitely not about actually Beethoven. <laughs> it's definitely about the dog. Okay, good, good, good. Because I assumed that at first, and I thought I was dumb. <laughs> and then you confused me. I was like, wait, is she being sarcastic or is she actually thinking this was not? I was a kind Beethoven of like movie? testing you by te- like I was testing myself with you as a victim. <laughs> so thank you. Okay, but yeah, I think this is a really good cast. Um, they did awesome. It's, I wouldn't say it's a 10. And I also don't think I would say it's a 9. And so I will say it's an 8.5. Do they even have Karen <gasps> wait. on this list? Oh my god, wait, they do. Well, they That's do. Okay, more yeah. tyranny. But yeah. I, I, this is a fun fact that I learned. So the the siblings, Jasper and Daisy, mm-hmm. uh, those are actual people. Those are, because these yes. are based on a book. So, um... David Chef's children are actually named Jasper Chef and Daisy Chef. Mm-hmm. Jasper Chef is a Grammy nominated like songwriter or producer or something. He's oh. written songs for Lil Nas X, oh. Halsey, and oh, who was the other? XXX Tentacion a lot. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. At least he's got some success for I kids, know. That's dude. crazy. And then like the so like in the movie the the Karen, the nick's stepmom is an artist she actually is an artist and i think the daisy is an artist as well wow yeah sick family going on yeah for Dope sure as hell. absolutely oh. um yeah so i gave an 8.5 what do you what do you think i mean i'm really only rating steve carell and timothy chalamet if i'm being honest with you <laughs> they were the backbone for sure i'm gonna give them a nine i thought you would because i did they did so good and i love them both so much yeah and i love them together yeah unexpected combo but amazing mm-hmm. that's it. true um ben is back we have (laughs) sorry that was a guttural response my bad we have as ben's mother holly burns julia roberts hey i love julia roberts me too she's the best gorgeous obviously she's She's great i and she did a really great job i think in this movie and you disagree with me i can see it on (laughs) your face i'm not saying i disagree i wish other people could have seen your face just now me too because um it was more questionable i I was trying to think myself do i feel that way okay but do you feel that way about julia roberts's performance or about the character itself the character okay you're right 100 Mm percent. i can't judge julia roberts i love her she's amazing she's a great actress she's fantastic and whatever the fuck this was supposed to be Uh she did it great yeah there you go because i'm left in awe (laughs) of whatever it was love her queen amazing job at that Mm -hmm. performance whatever it may be Mm -hmm. (laughs) then we have lucas hedges as net baby as the titular character ben burns um yeah 
<laughs> I'm not as big a fan of Lucas Hedges. I, I think yeah. Jess said this before, and I am going to say it for you because I don't know if you know what I'm talking Get about. It. I don't. <laughs> she said that she thinks his character in Lady Bird was a good character for him to play. Yep. And I agree. It has that energy. He has theater kid energy. <laughs> I, I, I think you're right about that. And he wasn't terrible in this performance. But it wasn't it wasn't great to me. He's got a style. But once again, I really can't decide whether or not it's the character or the acting. That's fair. I have a similar you know what? confusion here. I think you're right. And I think I am also as that's I have that same confusion in this in with Ben and Lucas Hedges. Because like some actors just have a style. Uh-huh. Like even Steve Carell. He yeah. just has an energy to him because yeah. it, it's who he is. Yeah. Or like Adam Sandler. Yes. Lucas Hedges has that as well, but it's just very jarring to see him in like such a different role than when we went to Lady Bird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is really serious. It's supposed to be like kind of dark, mm-hmm. you know, real deep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if this is his vibe. I I, I think I agree with you. Um, so, we, you know, good job to him. Yeah. What he had to do. But yeah, he also, you know, his dad wrote and produced it. And so that definitely um plays a role in it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to say anything bad but I don't have anything good to say. (laughs) (laughs) I liked his haircut. (laughs) You liked his haircut. Did you really? Kinda. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Moving on, we have um, Holly's husband and Ben's stepdad, Neil, played by Courtney B. Vance. Um, I know him. I've never seen him before, but he is in the remake or reboot of The Mummy. Which Whoa. is funny. No way. Yeah, he's in the 2017 Mummy with Tom Cruise. Oh my god, shout out to the Mummy. You know what? I just yeah. saw a little quote from the Mummy the other day that um, I think the director was like, I wish I never did this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the remake. It was the remake. <laughs> that is so funny. You know, I'll have to get back to you on that. I just thought I'd throw <laughs> yeah. that in there. So poor guy. <laughs> Apparently he was also in Six Degrees of Separation, 1990. Oh, okay. Never heard of it? I think he was good in this movie. He was great yeah he was he gave very warm vibes mm-hmm. as a step papa mm-hmm. i don't know if you sense that um not with ben not with ben no <laughs> but we'll get to that later um then also, we have I, wait, I just want to say his last okay. name's bb yeah his name's neil bb the, so the character their hyphenated freaking name in this movie that is i think fictional right not based on real people correct burns bb yeah it was a choice that they made <laughs> yeah. anyways Okay. okay um katherine newton our other um our next addition to the doubles club is ivy ben's sister she was good in the role i didn't like her character necessarily but i don't think katherine newton was to blame for that i really don't know who to blame for any of this because <laughs> i told you before we started recording that i can't tell how old she is i also can't tell she I- looks what about like she's like a older teenager yeah she's probably maybe 16 17 but she acts not like an older teenager Mm -hmm. i feel like the like i can't tell if she's playing a 12 year old or if that's just she's definitely not supposed to be 12 (laughs) definitely not supposed to be i don't understand the vibe then okay (laughs) because some of the lines she had and some of her behavior was incredibly questionable yeah no you're right she's definitely not 12 (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know the vibes were weird i love her she's super cool what was she in what was the name of that movie um freaky freaky i also said that i feel like she's still playing that same character and i don't see that at all <laughs> i don't, I don't know see. Why. are you saying she's playing the girl or vince vaughn as a murderer vince vaughn no no no. i think she's playing 
the murderer inside her body. Okay. <laughs> but I still don't agree. I, I just wanted the clarification. Well, I'm glad to clarify. <laughs> and you. what really triggered her for me was when she was recording her brother around the house. Uh-huh. Just, I don't know. It was just giving me real, real weird vibes. But she was doing it because her mom forced her to. But I, I feel like a serial killer trying to pretend to be a little girl is her vibe in this movie. Okay. I don't know why. And I apologize because that isn't a nice thing to say. <laughs> no. But I mean it. <laughs> um... Okay, so what do you have for a score? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I love Julia Roberts. I also love Julia Roberts, but I'm not. It's not going to save this one. Oh, interesting. Sorry. Eat, pray, love, you know? <laughs> okay. um, I'm going to give it a f- six okay i am gonna give it a seven it's a generous seven because i love julia roberts and i don't think i dislike lucas hedges as much as you did and i also don't feel that way about Catherine newton i don't really dislike lucas hedges i just his performance in this Mm -hmm. again i don't know if i should blame him for it but just i did not come out feeling positive feelings about lucas hedges Mm -hmm. all right that's fair also theater kid energy but Apologies to any theater kids. Pond's the dog. <laughs> forgot about Pond. Definitely, we did forget Pond's the dog. Pond's played the family dog. Yeah, who plays a very important role in this movie. He Honestly, does. the main character. Pond's is the name of the the dog in the movie, and I think outside of the movie as well is what it seems. Yes, at least that's how he is credited. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we'll get there, and you'll find out how key he is to this film. And you know what? He did great. Yeah. <laughs> Ponce gave a performance of his life. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> we love Ponce. Okay. Um. Now we'll get into the story for Beautiful Boy. Yeah, and they're not exactly linear. Or linear? I guess this specific one linear. is in. Linear. Yeah. What did I say? Linear. Linear. <laughs> Put a little twist on it. Linear. It sounds like a name. It does. Okay. It does. Yeah. <laughs> you should name your kid Lanier. I'm not going to. Okay. But it is kind of like a math term. It's a so, math thing. But I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, the story isn't exactly like told all at once. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes back. It goes back flashbacks. and forth between flashbacks. There, yeah. aren't, there isn't always dialogue. We do some time skips. That's true. There's a lot of like scenes that are just kind of like visual and not necessarily yeah the timeline isn't exactly super clear no yeah but a general we can figure it out yeah Yeah, we'll talk about it Mm -hmm. so the movie opens up with nick the main character played by timothy chalamet missing Mm -hmm. and his dad david Mm -hmm. played by steve carell yeah he notices (laughs) (laughs) Uh and starts freaking out yeah um because you know he's a young kid Mm -hmm. he's 18 um and he shows up two days later acting pretty weird, pretty aggressive, just not like his usual self. Mm-hmm. And so his dad suspects that he's using drugs. So <clears throat> they take him to rehab. Yeah. And I will say you know, it's unclear at this point if the dad already knew that he was using drugs like before this, but like this was just like the worst he had seen. I'm, I'm going to say that's it okay. because, you know, it's a little unclear at first, but throughout the flashbacks later on, mm-hmm. they show Timothy Chalamet kind of like using pot mm-hmm. and like talking to his dad about drug use. Mm-hmm. So I think 
that is kind of a sign that like his dad probably did know a little bit Mm -hmm. they just didn't know how bad it had hit it had become yeah and i think they also show some flashbacks of him like kind of being depressed and angry Mm -hmm. and his dad doing some research on what that could be Mm -hmm. so i think it's more of like a slow burn but it opens up big yeah so his dad takes him to rehab Mm -hmm. pretty fast progression here at the very start yeah um and this is his first time at rehab. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to go. No, he definitely didn't want to go. Yeah. He was really irritable about it. Yeah. Um, but he goes. Yeah, for a month. And they keep in touch and everything. And um, his therapist and the people he's been working with at the rehab say that he's been doing good and he's been making really good progress. Mm-hmm. And he himself says that he's been making good progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they were going to release him. But he says he wants to stay a little bit because he's not ready to go. And he wants to move into the halfway house. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents agree as long as the doctor says he can. And mm-hmm. he does. And so he goes to the halfway house. Um, but while at the halfway house, he disappears again. Yeah. And <clears throat> is this when they call him, right? They call David? Yeah. They tell him that he went out. I think maybe to work and then he didn't come back or something or he just went out and didn't come back and he didn't show up at work or something. So David freaks out, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he's like, can't you do anything? And they're like, listen, we don't take it that far. Mm -hmm. You know, we are just within the program. And once they leave, that's there's nothing we can do about that. Mm -hmm. So he obviously gets upset. And honestly, I feel like this part kind of shows like this misunderstanding about rehab for a lot of people. Like it really can't solve anybody's problems entirely yeah it just gives them the tools to try and do to handle it themselves and it's so sad yeah it's so heartbreaking like when i found out that he left i was just like no and obviously (laughs) him too so david goes and looks for him himself he drives around san francisco Mm -hmm. and he finds him yeah in the rain in the streets yeah it was really sad Mm -hmm. clearly had been using something yeah they don't know what yeah so they bring him back to the rehab and that's when nick admits that he's been using lots of different kind of drugs Mm -hmm. he lists he lists them off yeah he does they don't even know what two of them are (laughs) um and then admits to doing crystal meth yeah and so his parents are obviously very upset and they Mm want to understand him but he can't really explain it and that makes sense yeah i mean he's an addict like you can't really explain drugs to somebody who's never been super addicted like that yeah it's it's it's, and even if you could explain it they still wouldn't get it especially it's their child yeah you know yeah and so it's it's just really heartbreaking um <clears throat> and so he stays in rehab and he ends up completing the program and he kind of ends up like finding himself again i guess mm-hmm. um and he has this kind of spark again in going to college yeah because while he was using he didn't want to go yeah he didn't see that life for him he just wanted to work yeah but now like in rehab he kind of discovers his passion for writing again yeah until he asks his dad if he can go to college and Mm -hmm. obviously his dad is hesitant (laughs) hesitant of course yeah because he doesn't want him to be alone necessarily or by himself yet he doesn't know he's he's afraid of yeah of his him being independent but at the same time his dad kind of like i think saw this as him going back to his old self yeah he wants to like see the best in him he wants to believe that he can be better and like is already getting there which is so heartbreaking yeah it is it's so sad and so his dad lets him go of course Mm -hmm. he moves him in it's a really sweet scene in the dorm when he says goodbye to him they have such a close relationship Mm -hmm. um and they show that with a lot of flashbacks and even in like 
the, I don't know, the way he looks at him. Yeah. It's just so sweet. Um, and so Nick starts going to college. Mm-hmm. Things are going well. Yeah. He seems to be enjoying class. He's good at what he does. Because they depict him as, like, really smart, too, in the movie. Yeah. He's a good writer and stuff. Um, he meets a girl. Mm-hmm. Real cute. This is Stephanie Scott. Shout out. I don't think they say her name in the movie, but apparently her name's Julia. Yeah, they, actually, no, they didn't say yeah. it. I just read it in the yeah. credits. <laughs> her name is Julia. Yeah. Um, and they start going steady. It's real cute. Going um, steady. Going steady. <laughs> yeah, and um, then he, he uh, goes and he, like, has dinner with her family and it's like oh such a sweet thing and then he goes to the bathroom and he finds some pills in the bathroom and he takes can i say something here yeah they always depict this in movies where there's just like a shit ton of pills lying on the bathroom and the drug addicts take them i'm like i've never been to someone's house where they just have pills lying around in the bathroom like i don't leave my pills in my bathroom i leave them next to my bed and i don't i also don't have any pills that are you know i mean I, I don't think i don't know nothing about pills to be honest my antihistamines but <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm like do this many people keep painkillers around the house yeah i don't know it's interesting anyway so he takes one <laughs> yeah and this kind of triggers his relapse mm-hmm. so then Bummer. him and his girlfriend obviously break up yeah because he starts he's... using heavy again yeah he starts getting well he tries to look for meth yeah can't find it no so he gets heroin yeah bro that was rough moment Mm -hmm. he starts using hard yeah so yeah his girlfriend obviously leaves him she finds out um and so he starts using again probably worse than before Mm -hmm. um and his dad starts to get suspicious david starts to get suspicious of his behavior again because he's visiting home and stuff and he just notices that him acting weird again yeah and so with his suspicion he finds nick's diary in his room and decides to read it Mm mm-hmm what a mistake honestly i don't know if it helped anybody um no (laughs) but like yeah i mean i guess it clued him in as to what was going on it just confirmed what he was already suspicious about and he reads it and there's like all these drawings that nick has done because nick's also like an artist Mm -hmm. so he's got all these weird like trippy drawings of like people with drugs and stuff like that and he's like writing stuff about like oh i couldn't find the meth so i'm doing heroin like and it's disturbing writing though because he's like you can kind of see like the addiction mm-hmm. and its progression yeah you see how it starts yeah like it's like oh meth like what was my life before meth right like this is the feeling i've always been missing mm-hmm. and then you see it progress to like i can't go back yeah like it's too late for me now yeah. like there's no point it's like too it's hard. too far back yeah. yeah and then you start to see it progressing into like i can't find this so i'm gonna do heroin instead yeah and so i don't know and it's disturbing yeah Real, scary scene yeah intense music yeah I was expecting like a jump scare in the background, like <laughs> yeah. a bye-bye man hand on the window, you know, the Babadook, the Babadook coming out of the closet. Like, so that was really sad. His dad's obviously like heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Nick comes home and his dad confronts him. David confronts him about it as he does several times in the movie. Yeah. Um, and there's this whole reaction that nick has throughout the whole movie when he's confronted about the drugs Mm -hmm. because you i don't know i think timothy chalamet did such a good depiction of this Mm -hmm. where it's like you feel so guilty as an addict yeah you feel so terrible but you can't stop yeah and so you also get defensive and like you you're in denial but you also feel so bad Mm -hmm. and it's like it's so sad to see um and because of this he kind of freaks out at the confrontation Mm -hmm. and um he's like expressing feelings of like claustrophobia because it's really just his dad caring about him yeah um and so he decides to leave 
home. Yeah, he storms out of the house. Just storms out with a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah. He was wearing a weird hat in this era of his life. I'm not exactly sure about oh, the hat. Yeah. Do you remember the hat? <laughs> yeah, it's like a, like a snow cap type thing. They live in San Francisco. With, like, the ear flaps. I'm no, that's not- a great point. <laughs> Wait. This is what I'm saying. I'm not understanding the hat. Why was he wearing that hat so often? It was just his vibe. I really don't <laughs> yeah, know. because I remember the first time they showed it, he was just, like, at a computer indoors, wasn't yeah. he? He was like doing schoolwork just wearing this hat. Yeah. It's like Out, you're inside in, sun. in San Francisco. And I, it's like a snow hat. It has snowflakes yeah, on it yeah, and yeah, reindeers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. The only I, thing I didn't get that. Is a fuzzy thing on top. Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> I really didn't understand the hat. I really, fashion choice? I don't know. I don't know. Fashion, look it up. So Nick leaves. Um, and then he's missing for a while. I don't think they talk for some time. Mm-hmm. It's really not sure. But they kind of make it seem like um, David's reaching out to him and calling him. And he just doesn't hear back. Yeah. But they finally meet up at like this diner that they used to go to mm-hmm. when Nick was a kid. Yeah. His dad used to take him there. And it was a really cute flashback of them. Um, speaking Klingon to each other. Speaking Klingon. <laughs> that shit's so cute. Yeah. But um, now, now Nick shows up and he basically just wants to try and get his dad to give him money. Such a heartbreaking scene. Yeah, and his dad, you know, like David in this whole movie is just, you, he's never really angry. Yeah. Like maybe one scene, but yeah. he really just wants to help his son. Yeah. He's so desperate He just for feels it. so helpless and he just wants to like try and get his son to be okay. And yeah, David says like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I can't give you the money. And yeah. obviously, Nick knows. Yeah. And he goes, you know, can't we just talk? Mm-hmm. Like, can't we just have a conversation with yeah, each other? Yeah, because Nick actually lies to him. He's like, yeah, I've actually, I'm, I'm like clean. I actually just want money to like go to New York. Yeah, he wants to go to New York. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you think you're going to do in New York? Um, And so his dad kind of begs him to stay as yeah. Nick leaves in an anger rage yeah. you know like he's just pissed off that he can't get the money yeah addict you know yeah um and so it's really sad to see like david's like desperation in trying to talk to his freaking son yeah and just help him in any way yeah it's I, I don't even know what i would do in that moment i was literally trying to think like if i was a parent in this situation yeah how it would feel when i would, it just got me so no emotional. i was thinking of that too and i literally i mean like it's one of those things where it's like you don't know what would happen unless it happens to and you. it's just so heartbreaking yeah it's so heartbreaking to see because yeah. i can't just like imagine what that would feel like to like be so scared because like imagine like it, his kid missing for like how yeah. whoever knows how long he doesn't know where he is yeah and that's why he's so desperate to find him every time yeah and he's so desperate to see him at every chance he can yeah because it's like you don't hear from him and you're just like i mean is he just high or is he dead yeah it's i can't imagine it it got me so emotional i cried like every scene of them together like literally yeah and Um, but then so then nick actually does end up going to new york and then i don't know how long they go without speaking to each other or like hearing anything and then nick not nick david gets a call Mm -hmm. um from a hospital in new york and nick has overdosed um and he gets on a plane immediately of course to fly to new york to be there for his son as soon as he gets to the hospital nick is already gone but he does call his dad yeah and they decide that it's gonna be better if nick goes to live with his mom in la yeah and you know the mom vicky yeah they have conversations david and vicky about his addiction a lot Mm -hmm. um and it seems like towards the beginning mm-hmm. vicky was not very like not i wouldn't say not interested in helping just didn't know how she didn't know how she didn't know how to be helpful because i mean i mean there she, isn't, isn't yeah. any way you can be helpful he's especially not if she's not there yeah. exactly 
and um he has custody david has custody mm-hmm. of um nick. nick so vicky is like listen i'm ready to help now mm-hmm. and i think it could be good yeah. so they send nick to la and he starts a 12-step program mm-hmm. and he gets a sponsor yeah. for the first time and things just seem to be going really well for him. Yeah. He need, he has a new start. He gets sober for over a year. Yeah, 14 months, I think they say. Yeah. Um, and that's when he goes and to visit his dad again with mm-hmm. his family, with Karen and his two younger siblings. Um, and they have a nice little time. Yeah. He was really cute. Yeah. Seeing his siblings are so happy to see him because they like, you know, they don't really understand. Like, yeah. they're, they're young. It's their big brother. Yeah, they're really small. So they're just like why can't we talk to nick why can't we see nick and so they're really happy to have him there and there was a really sweet scene with him and his younger brother where they're on the beach mm-hmm. and he's like hanging out with him and um nick asks him he goes is it weird to see me again after all this time mm-hmm. and his brother goes it was at first but not now because i thought you'd be different but you're just the same old nick yeah. and that like broke my heart no yeah that one that hit so they have a really nice time together mm-hmm and then he's leaving and he kind of goes into a spiraling depression yeah he has flashbacks of like living in the house i guess and like graduation yeah of high school and i don't know i don't know i think the nostalgia might have just got to him yeah and he calls up his sponsor and he starts freaking out on the phone mm-hmm. talking about um how he hates being sober um and how he's scared that he's gonna relapse again yeah and, and- his- you know his sponsor can pretty easily tell that like something's not right and so he's like don't don't like don't make this all for nothing don't like screw it up like come like have dinner with me and like my wife or something like that and he's just like yeah you know what i'll do that and then he hangs up the phone and the sponsor still can like tell like nick like stop and he tries to get him to not to hang up but he does and then nick goes to i guess like he goes to San Francisco, the city. Yeah, and he goes to like a seedy part of town, I guess. He starts drinking. Yeah, and he's drinking a beer and he's smoking a cigarette, leaning on his car. And then this girl walks up to him and she's like, oh, Nick, hey. Um, he's like, oh, so they know each other, but it's not like they showed it in the movie mm-hmm. before. Um, he's like, yeah, I mean, I've been sober for a while, but I kind of just want to party right now. Yep. So the two of them, I don't know where they go. Is that her house, I guess? Yes, they did go back to her house, but before they go back to her house, they get drugs. Oh, yeah. I was going to say they go to her house and they do drugs. Yeah. (laughs) They got some drugs and they went back to her house and they used. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Was it heroin or was it meth? I don't know enough about drugs to tell you that. But it seemed to me like she hadn't done that before. Because it seemed to me that he was showing her how to do that yes, drug. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But they, for some, in the credits, they do say that she was a someone he knew from addiction. Okay. So I think she has an addict past, but yeah, yeah, not yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. whatever this is. So maybe it's heroin. I don't know. But um, they use, mm-hmm. they, you know. Oh, yeah. Hook they up do in it. the shower. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you again though you see this scene with nick on the couch like the morning after just yeah the crying guilt yeah and like it was it's so fucking sad yeah i don't know i just feel like it really represents addiction yeah it's so painful to even watch yeah because like i mean if you think about the last 24 hours that he had he was just with his family like having been sober for over a year finally having like a good time with his family again now he's right back where he was because it's also it's so fucked up because yeah. he, 
there's this also this relationship he has with his dad where he feels like he's disappointing his dad every time he uses right he's mm-hmm. like he's not only disappointing himself and he regrets it himself but he feels bad for everyone around him yeah. the way it affects them yeah and he feels like a disappointment mm-hmm. but you can tell that from his dad's point of view he really just cares about him getting better yeah yeah, yeah. it's not disappointment in that sense mm-hmm. but it's like this really it's just complicated pain. it's such a complicated relationship from yeah. both but i feel like this movie did a really good job of showing both perspectives. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, so Nick is back using again. Yeah. After 14 months sober. Yeah. Fucking sucks, dude. And now he's with, he's got a new girl. Yeah. Who's also using yeah. pretty heavily. Um, and so um, David wants to find Nick again. Yeah. Because he finds out that he's missing again. Yeah, because he didn't go back to LA. And so the yes. mom. David's like, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to go find him. I'll yeah. drive around. And Karen, his wife. Mm-hmm stops him Mm -hmm. and she says to him you can't help him you can't cure him yeah and you can tell he's just struggling with that Mm -hmm. it's it's i can't it's so heartbreaking heartbreaking. um and he has to accept it yeah because he does have responsibilities to his wife and his other kids yeah he does have to look out for the other children that he's still raising right now yeah exactly and he can't be out looking for nick unfortunately that's just how it is and so he accepts it and um but speaking of heartbreaking then they go the the little boy jasper Mm -hmm. has a little swim meet and when nick was there nick promised that he was gonna go to his swim meet and he doesn't go and so they're all at the swim meet and he's he's like oh why can't like where's nick why isn't he here can i talk to him and his dad's like no and then he, he literally says is he doing drugs again yeah and then they just don't say anything they just keep going because Nick's missed out on a lot in their life. Yeah. And they show that too. Like he was supposed to go to like their little graduation. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to go to the swim meet. Yeah. Like, you know, he's supposed to be there and he's not. Yeah. Oh, it's well, so sad. He is there in a way. Because <laughs> while they're at the swim <laughs> oh, meet. Oh, that's true. Him and Lauren break into the house to steal things so that they can buy more drugs. And while they're breaking in the family arrives back at the house and so they're like oh we gotta go so they run immediately and so they gather this up and they book it but clearly very close timing jasper sees them running outside he's like i think i just saw nick and the mom's like what and she's like i just saw nick running with a girl and clearly the kids miss him and they love him and he was supposed to be there so they they go to chase him and the parents are like no don't go out there and then david goes out there karen does too but Karen's just standing outside the house. David yes. tries to like look for him. He's Nick and Lauren are now in a car, like hidden in the bushes. And once David walk, walks past them, they like skirt out. And then Karen standing outside the house, sees them drive past and she gets in the car and starts to drive after them. Listen, I understand that. And, and David's sitting there like, gosh, yeah. he's like, God <laughs> damn it. This is not a good situation. Yeah, but this is, this is like the, the first time, not that the tables have turned, but it's like, this is the first time that anyone really other than David has like tried to like go after him. Um, and I really liked that moment of like them showing that, you know, how much it has affected his stepmom as yeah. well. Like she, you know, helped raise him she loves him she doesn't want to see him go through this and she feels for her husband and that's such a betrayal in that moment it's such a desperate betrayal like you know it's bad yeah because also like i think david has seen him and interacted with him in moments like that i don't know how much everyone else has seen him that low yeah and so she sees him i mean he's robbing the house like and the kids are crying yeah because you can just feel that yeah tension and that fucked upness you know what i mean like 
And so she doesn't catch up to them. No, she stops the car and then she just kind of sits there and cries for a second. It's just so sad. Yeah. And then now, I guess, did they actually steal stuff? Did they? They did. Okay, so they stole stuff and, and they got using, more drugs. And then they cut to a scene where Nick is trying to revive Lauren. Revive Lauren because she has OD'd. Yeah. So he calls, he's, you know, doing CPR on her in the back of his car. He's calling 911 being like, yeah, this is my friend. She's overdosed. Like, I need an ambulance right now. Like, and then they were like, oh, do you know where you are? And he's like no you're just gonna have to trace the call and he's still giving cpr yeah um and he does revive her yeah but they still come and they're like we have to take her to the hospital yeah. she's not okay yeah no surprises there and then she's like you have to promise me like you're gonna f- meet me there you're gonna meet me at the and hospital and she's freaking out because yeah she clearly doesn't think he will yeah and also she just overdosed <laughs> they have a little addict dispute in yeah. there and he's he's like oh stop like of course i, I just told you i was going to like leave me alone and then they take her away in the ambulance and he calls his dad. Yeah. And he is in probably like the most despair. We've seen him in the movie. Yeah. Begging to come home. Mm-hmm. He tells his dad, like, I don't want to go to rehab. Don't take me to rehab. Just take me home. You guys can give me the strength. Yeah. To, uh, again, such a heartbreaking thing to freaking hear. Yeah. Because you know it's a lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so sad. And his dad has to tell him no. Yeah it's it's i was sobbing yeah i'm getting emotional right now thinking about it like (laughs) he tells him no and they hang up and he cries and cries and cries because he know he wants to help his son so bad but he knows that he can't yeah can't keep enabling him right and that's when nick in a very desperate time ods again Mm -hmm. but he survives yeah I don't so, even remember how he survives this. I don't think they really say how he survives it. He just luckily did. He right? ODs in like a bathroom. So I guess maybe someone found him, yeah. but they don't really say. And then his David and his mom, Vicky, they show up at the hospital and they, you know, hug each other and they're sad. And then there's like a scene of Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet sitting outside. And just he, Nick, yeah. Timothy Chalamet's character, is just hugging his dad and like crying yeah. in his lap it's so freaking sad yeah. and, and that's how the movie ends it's the last scene yeah and there are um yeah like title like post credit like yes. words i don't know what those are called <laughs> so they they say that nick after this has been sober for eight years mm-hmm. um and he says it was only possible because of the support and love from his family mm-hmm. which is so sweet yeah and i don't know the fact that it's just based on a real story yeah and memoirs of both the father i mean you can tell yeah you can tell how real this story is mm-hmm. you know what i mean i don't know to me it felt a little too real no 100 you know? <laughs> it feels so like like you feel their pain watching the movie it's an amazing fucking story yeah. it really is and i was worried that it was so sad that i was gonna just spiral into a depression i agree but honestly, I came out being like, this is an amazing movie. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. I literally thought it was so good. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it a 10. I also am going to give it a 10. I, I think wish that I was... give it a freaking 11. I can't <laughs> lie. It's that good. It was just, I feel like such a good portrayal of like how it affects like the addict and like everyone around them. Because it's not only the story itself, which is true. Yeah. It's also the way they depicted it. Yeah. That I thought i don't know so powerful yeah like the flashbacks i don't know and i think the relationship was depicted really 
strong by the people yeah by um steve carell and timothy mm-hmm. chalamet like i think they did such a good job i agree 10 10 10 10 10 <laughs> <laughs> okay now we'll get into the story for ben is back hmm. <laughs> okay so we start and we have um a family at church we have julia roberts um is sitting there watching like a like a choir practice and her daughter's there played by Catherine newton and then her two little kids come up and they're it's around christmas time so they're putting on like a christmas, a christmas show. movie y'all yeah. buckle in <laughs> they're putting on a christmas show and then after rehearsal's done they're driving home um and before they drive home they show a scene of ben played by lucas hedges trying to like get into their house when they're not there and he can't and so then he just kind of like waits on the steps for them and then they arrive home after church and they're all just like in shock to see him um, because Ben has been in rehab for the last couple months um, for his addiction to prescription drugs, yes. which you don't know exactly at this point that he's what he's addicted to. He but could be addicted to more. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Yeah. But we know for he definitely, sure it was prescription He's also drugs. definitely doing other drugs besides. Yes. 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 Drugs. But anyway, so he was in rehab. They come home. They see him. The mom is julia roberts is kind of like instantly like kind of happy to okay, see him I-, I need to stop you right now though yeah because the reactions were wild yeah like i was so confused by what because like they were like oh of course because they didn't know yeah. he was gonna come yeah and then the sister looks the sister goes no mom no she yells at her no yeah and then julia roberts gets out of the car yeah. and goes to hug him i was just so confused at this point well i think the reason for that is like julia roberts yeah. holly is happy to see her son because it's her son yeah of course i mean i understand that yeah, reaction. yeah and then i think the sister is just more like worried about seeing her mom have to go through that pain again that's fair i think she is you know obviously he has been going through this for a long time now and so she's seen that all ivy the sister's name but can i say we don't know any of this yet no we don't know so my confusion at this point yeah 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 i didn't know none of that yeah i didn't know where this man was where he came from well well obviously he was in rehab i mean (laughs) we know the premise of the movie but i was just so confused as to (laughs) <laughs> like why the sister was like no mom yeah. i was like what do you no, mean I no i think it was like a weird reaction that's just my feelings about the sister though i really don't understand a lot of her reactions mm-hmm. because just yelling no yeah you don't really get what that means yeah but um so yeah he's back yeah ben, ben is, is back, back. <laughs> <laughs> um and so she goes and she you know meets him outside she talks to him he's like yeah my sponsor told me it would be like good for me to come visit home for a little bit mm-hmm. and she's like oh my god that's so great like i'm so happy to hear that you're doing that well yeah. um but the other members of the family there he's like, so ivy and um ben mm-hmm. are full siblings yeah and then holly played by julia roberts has a husband neil and they have two kids together as well mm-hmm. so the two kids are much younger they're happy to see their older brother of course. but ivy like as we just said is a bit Very more skeptical hesitant. and so is neil so when neil comes home and sees ben is there he's like oh what is what's going on here yeah because he's not supposed to be home. yeah because he's not he's still he's still supposed to be in rehab yes um but holly like we said is just kind of like so happy to see her son and she wants to see the best in him but can i also just say yeah how is she that surprised 
when she literally said the only thing i want for christmas is for you to be here with us <laughs> that's something that they do say yeah they holly did tell him that she was like phone. but i didn't expect him to come it's but like girl because she didn't expect that he would be able to be let out of rehab i guess i don't do you get let out of rehab or do you just leave i don't know i think it depends on the rehab but like i said i don't know anyway um so neil doesn't have as, as good a reaction so then ben's like okay well i'm just gonna go so then he goes and he gets in the car um all dramatic like oh yeah and then holly goes out to the car and she's like okay we discussed it like you can stay for 24 hours we will drug test you you will never leave my line of sight like you will be watched like a hawk but you can be here for a full Which day is very fair terms yeah I, feel like. I mean it's just one day yeah especially because it's like i mean they have ample reason not to trust him yes um, it's only been a few months yeah but then he agrees so then he goes back inside and you know they hang out he hangs out with his siblings he goes into the attic to get um christmas decorations and then he's like oh i used to stash drugs over there like can you go check and see if there's anything there to his sister ivy she goes over there she's like there's nothing there and then he's like okay sorry like you know whatever i hate to be an asshole uh-huh. but that scene made me fucking laugh bro <laughs> The, obviously like the situation doesn't make me no laugh. but the way that he acted it what the fuck was i that? do kind of agree with you're you. gonna go up there knowing you got a fucking stash up there and then freak out 10 minutes later yeah like on by the way he had the drugs already just saying well that's a spoiler jessica it is a spoiler but guess what why are you freaking out because he's putting on a show wild ass he didn't need to put on the show no, no one knew it was up that there that's my issue <laughs> That is my issue is what? that there are so th- I'm not going to say this yet because we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. We, we have a big spoiler. But, I, already, I, but I do. I do. Okay. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. So then he is like, oh, I want to get, you know, like I'm doing so much better. I want to get gifts for, I don't, what are the kids names? Lacey um, and Liam, I believe. Are they even credited? I don't know. I didn't think they were credited, but I'm pretty sure that because he sang that song for them. And I think Bibi. those are their names. <laughs> so then he it's oh like, my god oh, here it says mia and jakari those might be the actors names oh yeah we got Lacey and liam <laughs> okay burns so bb he's like i want to go and get gifts for the for my brother and sister um and you can tell he's kind of trying to get his mom to give him permission to like take the car and go by himself and they're obviously questioning their they're like but we have presents right here yeah they're, they're like, like just say just these are from say you it's from you and he's like no but like i have to work on honesty i was cringing bro yeah that was the most embarrassing fucking yeah scene. why would you ever buy that yeah no for sure i do agree with you on that, that but so a then terrible scene she takes him to the mall to get gifts for um his siblings and they run into he, they're sitting in the food court he's sitting at a table and she runs into like this old couple <laughs> and this is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie <laughs> they no it's not but it's close it is my favorite scene in the whole movie they sit down and she talks to the lady for a second and like the old man seems to like have dementia like he doesn't remember because she's like oh do you remember my daughter do you remember my son well whatever so then the old lady leaves she's like oh i have to go get something can you stay with him and she's like yeah i'll stay with him so she sits no, down she at the offers table. to stay with she him. she offers to stay with him you're right <laughs> she wants to stay with she him she offers to stay with the old man she sits down at the table and she's like oh because he was a doctor so she was like oh if you remember my daughter then you probably remember my son ben and he's like no i don't remember ben and she's like oh well like when he was 14 he got in a snowboarding accident and you prescribed him <laughs> painkillers and you said they weren't addictive and then he got addicted to drugs and it ruined his entire life 
And then she was like, I hope you die. Don't you have the exact She quote? said, I hope you die a horrible death. She sat down to this old man, maybe the day before Christmas. I don't know if this is Christmas, Christmas Eve. She sits there and she says, I hope you die a horrible death. To this poor dude with dementia. Like, he, he doesn't know what the fuck is going he on. He doesn't. And then the lady comes back right after she says that. And she's just like, Merry Christmas. And she goes <laughs> oh away. Oh, my God. That shit was wild, It was bro. so funny. That was a wild but freaking like, scene. I'm going to be honest. I can see where she's coming from her anger of course yeah i mean it's a it's actually a really good critique on just like yeah pres- prescription drugs yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. how much people prescribe things yeah. when they're not necessary yeah. to make some coin yeah got a lot to say about that yeah julia roberts attacking a man with dementia in a mall <laughs> highlight of her career if you're asking me <laughs> great scene wild yeah um she's unhinged in this movie yeah so then she goes and meets ben back at where he's sitting in the food court he was on the phone with someone. He saw someone at the mall in the elevator. You don't know who it is. He's on the phone with someone. And then he's freaking out. He's freaking out about something. She comes and he's like, I need to go to a meeting right now. Like, I I, I like, I really need to go. So then she's like, okay, fine. So she takes him to um, a meeting. He again tries to get her to leave him alone. And she's like, no, remember? We agreed. Yeah. So she goes into the meeting with him. And he goes and at the meeting says like this whole thing about, you know, how he started doing drugs. And then he overdosed with this other girl Mm -hmm. um and his dog ponce the you know we've mentioned ponce before his dog ponce saved his life how that works i don't know they said they kept him awake by licking him i don't i don't understand that fully but apparently that's what happened um that's freaking super dog that's wonder dog right there ponce the lifesaver king saved ben's life and that's, you know, why he is where he is today. Um, and then they finish the meeting. Julia Roberts starts talking. I keep calling her Julia Roberts. Holly <laughs> starts talking to, you know, someone else at the meeting about her son. And then Ben starts talking to this other girl who came up to him at the meeting. And she was like, yeah, this is my first meeting. Um, I'm like about to be sober, but I'd like to get high like one last and she's time. She's tweaking, by the way. She yeah. Don't so then she like asks him if he wants to do drugs with her because that was her drug dealer ben was her oh, drug dealer No, you're right i definitely forgot that wild part. yeah she goes you don't remember me yeah and he goes no yeah sorry and yeah. she's like you were my drug dealer and i was like holy shit yeah i forgot about that That's some trauma right there but you so go to then, your first meeting and you see your fucking drug dealer yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh honestly she kind of like wasn't actually no. that ready to to quit clearly or like to I mean, try it definitely a trigger yeah <laughs> Um, so then Holly takes Ben back to the store to get him like an outfit for church that night. And he's about to go in the dressing room and she like makes him like, you know, take off his jacket and empty his pockets. And then he's about to close the door and he goes, or he does close the door. And then he's like, you didn't check my shoes though. Why would he say that? That's part of my problem, which I will bring this up later, like in a a couple minutes. So he says that. And then Holly starts freaking out because she's like, why would you say that to me? Because you're right. I didn't check your shoes. And so now she, she starts, starts freaking screaming out. screaming and banging on the dressing room door. She calls one of the people. She's like, I need to keep this door right now. Like, please come help me. And he's in there just like, oh my God. Like, why is she acting like this? Bro. When it's like, why'd you say that to her? No, like he's just standing there completely. St- yeah. I'm like, open the door. So then he eventually he opens the door and he hands her drugs. And he's like, yeah, the girl at the meeting gave these to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm giving them to you right now. 
And she obviously flips out and starts like yeah. slamming him against the dressing and then, room. And then the, the, every, it, it was honestly like a really powerful it scene. It was, it was. But then all the people in the store are like staring at them and the lady's like, you need to leave. Like get out of my store <laughs> right the now. the mood. So then they, they leave. Julia Roberts like yells at someone as she's walking out of the store. She's like, mind your business or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was like, hello. Which was kind of funny. Um, and then he's like, yeah, you can't trust a drug dealer. Like another drug dealer, a drug addict. I mean, quite a few people you can't yeah. trust, you know? <laughs> um, he's like, never believe anything that comes out of my mouth. Like, don't don't trust me and then gets but like also off. trust me because why are you staring at me the whole time no literally in, even yeah. in when he was in the dressing room he goes this is so embarrassing like yeah. oh my god it's like and whose fault is that yeah <laughs> don't and also don't make jokes like that if yeah. you don't want to get caught you freak <laughs> i don't know so then um they leave and they go to church the family um goes and the sisters singing in the thing and the kids are in the play and whatever they come home and so their house has been broken into. The and Christmas tree's on the, the floor. The Christmas tree's knocked over, but like everything else is fine. And well, you can tell some glass. Like, this is not the first time this has happened. They say. So yeah, they start to freak out. Um, They're like, not again. Ben grabs like a crowbar or something and runs upstairs to see if there's anyone up there. Neil's looking around and they're like, okay, there's no one here. And it looks like nothing's been taken. And then they're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's Ponce? <laughs> their dog has been dog napped. And as we mentioned before, Ponce saved Ben's life. Now he's gone. Now he's gone. Everyone's mad at Ben or like the sister, really. They suspect him to be involved or at least the cause. Yeah. yeah, Because they don't really know what's happened. Yeah. They don't know what happened. And they're all like, this has to be because of Ben. (laughs) Yeah. Because Ben's like, at least the TV and stuff is here. But even Ben is like, I know this is my fault. Like, I know this is because of me. But so the sister's mad at him because Ponce is gone. Um, and so then everyone's kind of like, and then the, the, the dad's mad at him too. The stepdad Cause Holly has to, Holly has to go put her kids to bed yeah. cause it's late. And also now they're freaking out that their dog is missing yeah. and she's trying to convince them the dog is fine. Yeah. He's around. Yeah. And they're like, he's not mom. Yeah. We're not dumb. <laughs> and so while Holly's talking to them and putting him to bed, you know, the three unlikely pair down, like the unlikely, you know, triplets, they're not triplets. I don't know what Trio? they are. Trio. <laughs> they're downstairs because you got ben who you know he's a re- recovering addict then you have neil who's not the nicest guy around to him yeah and you have ivy the sister who's a complete fucking bitch <laughs> all right every second she gets she's like remember last christmas when you ruined it <laughs> where she's like oh this guy we shouldn't trust him why would we trust him why is he here the whole time she's just on his ass yeah fair enough a little brutal though maybe a little empathy ivy come on yeah and so they have a little discussion mm-hmm they kind of pop off on him yeah and he storms out of the house and he leaves. runs away yeah. and then holly comes down and she's like where's my son and they're like he left and she's like i hate, like what is wrong with you <laughs> no one went after him too yeah. like he left so he he runs out and holly runs after him she gets in the car she like finds him just like running on the side of the road <laughs> and he tries to run away from her for yeah like two minutes. he so tries funny. to run away and she's like get in the car like we'll go and we'll try and like find ponce because he knows that it's someone from his past he but he also knows that there's a long list of people that it could but can i say though when they were back at the house before like they left Mm -hmm. neil was like let's call the police he was gonna call the police yeah and holly's like no don't call the police just that's 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 what she said yeah she just said no don't call the police yeah i'm not exactly sure the reasoning i mean i i can we can make some leaps and jumps here yeah he's involved in something sketchy she doesn't want to get her son in trouble Mm -hmm. also 
a dog napping wild they also trashed the house though a little bit yeah i feel like it would have been okay to call the cops but well i think because holly says that but also ben says don't call the cops yeah ben says it, it makes he leaves. sense for ben to say that because he knows the people that he has dealt yeah. with and he doesn't want to put his family in any more danger i guess that's maybe holly's argument too but i don't fully girl know. he just said not to listen to anything that comes out of his mouth and holly's like i'm taking him for his word in everything he says <laughs> I'm like, girl, get your life together. You, oh my. You do make a point there. <laughs> um, so then they they go out looking for Ponce. They can't really find him. They're, you know, running in. They're going to other people that um Ben knows and she's like, I need you to tell me like more. Like I need you to explain things to me. Um and so then um Ben goes on. They go and they sit at a diner um waiting for someone. And oh my god you totally skipped over the history teacher part yeah i did oh we're not gonna talk about it i mean we we can mention it it's not like actually that relevant to the plot but we can mention it oh, i felt like it was relevant because the whole time like ben has this mysterious past that nobody really knows about yeah because he feels this guilt as well they i mean he doesn't he does an okay job showing the guilt i don't know because he's like listen if you knew me you well, wouldn't love me. No, that me. comes up later. Well, he says that later. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's kind of a running theme where he's just, he has this guilt. Yeah. And he won't tell anybody about what has happened in his past. Yeah. So while they're on this drive looking for the dog, looking for Ponce, mm-hmm. his mom wants to know who all these people are that he's going to their house. Yeah. They roll up to the houses and they're like, who is this? Who is this? Yeah. And he's like, please don't ask. Like, you don't want to know. Yeah. And so he goes up to one house and his mom recognizes the face of the man. Yeah. And he goes, that was my history teacher. And um, we had a deal because his mother was very sick and had drugs. And so, you know, you, you make some connections. There was some very fucked up, sad shit going on there. Yeah. And his mom, like, comes to this realization of, like, what he's been through. Yeah. And just pukes. And yeah. I don't know. That was a very powerful scene for me, at least. That's true. And um, does Maggie's father come before or after? After the diner? That's after because we still don't know i was just about to say what okay, happened okay. to Maggie. So they're at the diner continue. so they're at the diner and he explains to um his mom that he had an ex-girlfriend named maggie who you find out earlier that there's someone named maggie who passed away um because they run into her mother at church um but ben explains that he got maggie um addicted to drugs um, and she overdosed and so he blames himself for her death um and in a way her parents not you know maggie's parents blame him for her death as well um so then i actually don't quite remember but they end up going to like see if it was maggie's dad that took the dog well, before and that they it. like see spider don't yeah they? that's why i'm trying to i can't quite remember i they think they went to spider- maggie's house before the diner yeah, and that's why that he must be it, it because then he yeah. sees yeah okay so then he goes he goes to maggie's house before the di- or maggie's dad's place it's not yeah, even it's, it's like not an a apartment house. or something it honestly looked yeah. like a motel room it did um and he says something he they go to like find him and he's just like asleep but they can see inside and they can see there's no dog so then they get ready to leave the dad was asleep but now he wakes up and he sees them outside and he comes and he bashes their yeah. window and starts like banging on their car and they drive away mm-hmm. yeah that's what prompts him to explain yes. what happened because also his mom holly is like why would he be so mad at you yeah that's yeah, she that's, doesn't understand yeah and then he has to explain to his mom what happened with Maggie. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm also, I'm just so surprised that she doesn't know any of this. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like they, the other parents know. Yeah. You know? So no, that's like, a great point. Cause she even went up to the mom and like kind of apologize, not apologize, but she went up to the mom at church and was like, I'm like really sorry for what happened to Maggie. Just like talking about the fact that she has died and I guess being like, sorry that like her daughter's gone, but Ben is still there, but she doesn't know that it was Ben who got her on drugs in the first place. Which is like, but the other make mom any does. Sense. Like, how do you not know that? Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't know like if she was doing drugs before, after yeah. whatever. So that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. But also he says like he blames himself for mm-hmm. the death um, and that he wishes it, it should have been him instead of her. Which yeah. Is, you know, really sad. Yeah. Guilt type of thing and his mom is like no like and then she starts trying to like rectify it Mm -hmm. for him and he's like stop do you fucking hear yourself like because she was saying like listen you didn't mean to hurt her yeah you wanted to make her feel good like you felt good yeah which is fair i mean that's you know a good empathetic standpoint yeah and he's just like mom what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) it was wild yeah but um yeah right after this um they're at the diner for a reason. Ben's mm-hmm. looking for somebody. Yeah. And when they see him, he runs out. Um, it's his old friend, Spencer, yeah. aka Spider. Yeah. Because <laughs> his last name's Webbs. Yeah. So, you know, it's a play on words. Yeah. But anyways, um, Spencer sees Ben and books it. Yeah. And Ben chases after him, throws him around in the garbage, tosses yeah. him around. And he wants to know who Spencer told about him being home mm-hmm. because no one was supposed to know yeah. and spencer's like everybody knows yeah because spencer's the guy that he saw in the mall earlier yes um and ben's like no who did you tell and so he starts asking like did you tell this person is it this person who took my dog because yeah. he's like you gotta know yeah because this at this point the whole movie is about ponce which is why we refer the last to half of the, movie. the alternate title as the ponce thief is the that ponce what you said thief. <laughs> because it should, literally should be the name yeah so they're trying to track down Ponce. Um, his mom comes outside and she's shook. She's like, what's yeah. going on? She's down for the ride, though, clearly, this yeah. whole time. She's like a ride or die. She don't give a shit. She's out here ready to rough some people up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and so um, he lists off names mm-hmm. and he says, Clayton? And then Spencer kind of takes a minute. Yeah. And it's obvious yeah. that Clayton is the one yeah. and who then, has taken the dog. And then Ben says to his mom that Clayton is like, the one person he didn't want it to be like most um but clayton i guess was like is like the kingpin of the drug scene where they live now at least yeah yeah yeah. apparently when um when ben was doing drugs yeah he wasn't as high up but now since he's been gone he's now like at the top um and apparently ben worked for this yeah ben used to be a dealer as we as we mentioned before so they worked together and i guess him leaving going to rehab and maybe him being a drug addict he screwed him over yeah it's time very or two. possible he even used the drugs we don't yeah, know yeah so he stole Ponce. um so then they're about to like try and find Ponce and try and find clayton or whatever and ben's like mom you gotta go like you need to just go home like let me handle this yeah. and she's like no i'm not gonna do that and he and that's when he says you wouldn't like me if you knew me and yes. that's when he admits he didn't get those drugs from the girl in the meeting. He got them from the attic. He yep. came home basically to get those drugs. Yeah. Um, which is why in the beginning of the movie, he was trying to get into the house. And then when he couldn't, he just waited for them to show up. Now, this is where, this is what the whole time I've been like, I'll get to that. This yeah. is what I've been trying to get to. 
why did any of this happen if he was just there to get drugs because if he was just there to get drugs why'd he put on that whole show because he could have just taken the drugs and then like when they weren't looking sneak out i mean i guess he was wrestling with his own demons but at the same time he kind of i don't know because i can't really tell I mean, I think by the end of the movie, you do tell that, like, he's battling himself this whole time. Yeah. Right? He wants to be good for his family, but also he wants to do the drugs. But it's also very confusing because he's trying to dodge his family at every which way he can. It's so extra in some ways. Yeah. Because, like, when he's in the attic, he could have just not said anything about the fact that he used to stash drugs there. Like, there's no reason... He already took them. He There's already no took them for him to say to his sister, I used to stash drugs there. Can you check? Yeah. And then when he's in the, the mall in the dressing room, mm-hmm. there's no reason for him to be like, oh, well, you didn't check my shoes when you know you like have drugs on you. <sighs> and can I say there's probably some explanation, right? You can come to some. Yeah. If you think hard enough, you can be like, okay, well, maybe like he was fighting his inner demons in these moments and like he wanted someone to out him for it. Right. Like, yeah bull fucking shit yeah that's dumb as fuck i don't I'm sorry think, and that's what I, I i don't think i mean i don't know because obviously i've never been in this position but like i i don't know i feel like in, i've known addicts and let me tell you right now timothy chalamet's depiction i was just of about to say addict, beautiful boy made more sense the way he it's acted. a real story and yeah. that's what i think this isn't necessarily based on anything not that we know of yeah. not that's mentioned yeah anywhere in this article here or articles so I'm not exactly sure about yeah. their personal experience with addiction. Mm-hmm. Lucas Hedges and his dad, yeah. his <laughs> producer, director, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of potholes here. Mm-hmm. And if he is having some type of moral dilemma, which I think he is. Yeah. They didn't show it very well. Yeah. Because it went from 100% him trying to fight it to 100% him trying to do it back and forth i don't know yeah and we didn't really get an insight as to his psyche we Mm -hmm. didn't really get to see his guilt yeah i mean we got to see his guilt when it came to maggie but we didn't really get to see his own perspective on his addiction yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i mean he looked pissed off in the mall yeah he looked pissed off when his mom wanted to come in the meeting but like i think that was more him being pissed off on other people and not about like his like you said it wasn't necessarily about his struggle with his like addiction and his guilt about that it was more so about like him being upset about other people's actions and then he admits to his sponsors saying that like he wasn't even allowed to come because he wasn't ready yeah but they don't really show any interaction with the sponsor i don't know i just again this movie's more about ponce than it is about his addiction yeah (laughs) i swear this movie i mean i don't think it was a good idea to tell the story of a drug addict through him searching for his dog (laughs) who was kidnapped that's just my opinion though but anyway yeah valid opinion man very valid so now he says that to his mom and then he like ditches her he abandons her at a gas station he leaves her there he steals her car once again believes him she he literally screams at her and he goes don't believe anything i say like it's like stupid of you to believe anything that i've said Mm -hmm. and she's like no matter what you say i love you and like i understand that from a parental perspective like she'll always love him it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. whatever he admits to now even yeah she still loves him and it's not gonna work she's not gonna go like he's trying to get her to yeah so then he plays the other way around where he manipulates her again yeah and it's like all right, let's go into the gas station to get some snacks. Yeah. Like, they're on this desperate search for ponds. Yeah. And they're taking a little snack, a little snack break. Well, I feel like it makes sense for them to need food at that point. But I think, I think, think the main problem is the way that she like 
believed him so quickly after him just being like i want you to leave i wanted to do drugs like i was lying to you this entire time and now he's like you know what you're right let's go search for our dog together she does want to see the best in him i understand that too but come on dude you're so mistrustful of him you want to be attached to his hip yeah and he's like can you get me this drink and then he books it and he just steals the car yeah so then he goes to search for Ponce on his own um and he is able to find where clayton is um and then clayton's like i'm not gonna give you your dog unless you do this for me so then he makes him go on one last drug run so um they don't really show too much of it though no it's very quick he they make it seem like it's gonna be this scary thing but they literally just take the drugs off of him and then he leaves and then they give him his dog back but he also gives him a little thing of drugs when he gets his dog back yeah um and this whole time julia julian roberts holly <laughs> is freaking out because now ben has left and left her again stranded. so she goes to maggie's mom's house mm-hmm. because she's like the only person that really understands what she's going through and maggie's mom is like look like i get it and i'm gonna try and help you so she gives her like a like a medical kit yeah um with something that can like save him from an overdose potentially yes um and she's like i like you're gonna hate yourself if you don't at least try so like take this because for some reason holly says like i was like she says something i forget the adjective she uses but she pretty much is like i was stubborn or something or i was like naive to think that i wouldn't have to ever use one of these or ever have to get one yeah um and it's like i don't get that i don't don't understand that her son is in rehab currently yeah like what is the naivety there it's that she thought that he was just going to be able to get better quickly Mm. that's why this whole thing happened because he came home and she already thought like oh he's gonna be better that's true the whole time she's really trying to look for the best yeah and she is the one who wants him to stay and who wanted him to stay and by the way yes her husband and her daughter are very worried about her yeah, and yeah, have yeah. been calling her yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and she's been lying to them. Yeah. She's acting like her and Ben are still together and they're looking for Ponce and that nothing weird or sus yeah, is happening. But Ivy can tell that something's wrong. And so she talks to Ivy and she, Ivy's able to track Ben's phone. So then she finds where the phone is and he's thrown it in a trash can, but she lies to Ivy and is like, yeah, I found him. Like we're good it's it's you know and not I mean, a he problem still doesn't believe no her. but she hangs up the phone anyway <laughs> yeah. um and then holly goes to find spider to try and find out where clayton is so that she can find ben yes um and she basically this literally becomes like a taken scenario yeah so then she brings spider into her car and she's just like don't like she's like you should call your mom or something like that and then she's like tell me where he is and he's like, I can't, like, if I tell you anything, they'll kill me. Um, and she gives him the drugs that Ben had given her earlier in the dressing room. And she says, she in exchange for the information, she goes, this is so fucked up because they were childhood yeah. friends. She's seen him in diapers. Yeah. She, she was his best mom. friends with his yeah. mom. Yeah. That um, was such a fucked up part. It was. And I understand that it was supposed to show her desperation. Yeah. I don't think it was necessary, if I'm being honest. I think it was so fucked up. I mean, I guess it showed both desperation on both sides. Yeah. Because he was so desperate for the drugs that he didn't even care if he got killed. You yeah. know, because th- that's what he's risking with yeah. these drugs, right? Yeah. That was really sad. And then her desperation to find her son. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the scene, to be honest. Mm. Didn't like the message. I understand, but still fucked up. I understand. I think it was honestly not like the worst scene to include. I do think it like served a purpose in the movie 
I guess, but I'm just like, I don't know. It's like she was willing to just fuck up this other kid's life. Well, I his understand life was for already her son. fucked up. Well, of course. Oh, yeah, that's actually true. That yeah. He is an addict and he is trying to find his next yeah. hit. Every- but I was just like, imagine he OD'd on that. And then she would feel that same guilt that her fucking son feels. Right? Like, yeah, but at least uh, in her mind, she's probably like, but at least I could maybe find my son. I know, bro. It, it's it's it's, it's fair. terrible. Yeah, it's fair. It's it's a really so complicated, up, hard situation. It's sad on all ends. I know, but I was like, why did they write it like this? <laughs> I'm like, they didn't have to do it like this. Um, anyways very sad so then she he gives her the information sort of she's able to kind of find the area yeah but she can't she doesn't necessarily find them um so then ben gets the dog back he gets the drugs he's driving i guess it seems he's driving home with Ponce. and then he stops and he pulls the car over and he writes a note and he leaves it on the car and then he walks away from the car and the note says like my name is Ponce. call holly at this number or something like that Mm -hmm. Um, and he does leave the window cracked for the dog. I did notice Thank that. God. Yeah. Um, and then Holly finally goes to the police because now she's just desperate. And she's like, I need you to find my son and arrest him. Like, please. He stole my car. Yeah. Because at this point, she's like, if yeah. he's arrested, at least he can't do drugs. Because she she borrowed the car from um, Maggie's mom. Maggie's mom. Yeah. Maggie's mom's a G. Yeah, for real. Um, and then while she's in the police station, she gets a call from someone who found her car and her dog. So then she goes to that location and she sees there's a barn there and she walks into the barn and ben has overdosed um and he's it seems like he's dead and luckily luckily maggie's mom gave her the the kit the kit and so she uses it and at the last second he comes back to life and that's the end of the movie yeah yeah as i said this story's definitely not as good because like i mean like telling this through the story of finding ponce felt really weird because it felt somewhat like it's like why is this a mystery movie now why are I we just solving a crime like, right now i don't i i think they tried to make it too story like they mm-hmm. tried to make it too interesting almost. yeah because it's also like this is just a day this is literally 24 hours it's freaking new year's eve uh, not new year's eve christmas it's freaking christmas eve, eve. Yeah not necessary yeah like i understand they they were trying to be storytellers right or whoever wrote this they're trying to make it an interesting like story anxiety driven plot yeah right they're trying to get you on your toes what's gonna happen but if you're trying to make a serious movie about addiction on top of all that Mm -hmm. you're gonna lose some of it yeah you're gonna lose some of that seriousness i feel like you know what i mean yeah i agree at least that's how i experienced it yeah like I couldn't exactly take a lot of it serious when there was so much dumbass shit going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it was trying to do too much. I feel like that it kind of, I don't know, the whole Ponce situation fucking totally overshadowed yeah. a lot of the serious moments that could have been had between mother and son. I agree. Because they're on a fucking dog hunt. Also hilarious part <laughs> that I forgot to mention, uh-huh. but they're, um, He's about to go into this house that Spencer told him to go where Clayton is supposed to be, mm-hmm. right, Ben? And so he tells Holly, his mom, to wait in the car. And Holly is like, don't go in there. Ponce, honestly, he's just a pound dog. He's just a dog from pound. We had some good times. It's over. Like she's, she's like, we don't give a shit about him. Let's leave him. She literally says that. I'm not exaggerating. And Ben is like, but he saved my life. Yeah. And 
he says i only love five people in this world and ponce is two of them that is no you're so right that i literally thought that was the funniest thing i've ever heard what does that mean especially because his family's so big like what do you mean by that what because he has his stepdad neil his two really youngest siblings ivy and his mom that makes five yeah okay i guess the joke is that he doesn't like neil i don't know ivy Because it's two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so right. So Ponce means more to him than those two. Dude, that is actually so funny. I actually, I forgot about that. Hilarious that was such a scene line. in general. But again, it's like, I don't know. You're trying to mix this weird vibe of yeah. humor, thriller, psycho shit uh-huh. with a really serious topic like addiction and family dynamics, yeah. right? I think it got sloppy. I think it got messy. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the story very much. Okay. From beginning it? to end. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd give it like a three. A three. Wow. Real bad. I can't lie. Oh, I'm definitely not going to give it a three. I would give it like a, a six. That's nice of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a giver. <laughs> um. Wow. All right. Well, characters. Beautiful boy. There's not that many. I feel no, like there's not. We really only have to focus on the main two. David and, then, and Nick. Yeah. David fucking King. Yeah. One of the best dads I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I was, mean I mean he basically made his whole life dedicated to trying to help his son recover. And I I can't lie, I've seen some people struggle with addiction, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really hard not to be angry at them. Yeah. Like, yeah. of course, you don't want to be, it, you know, they're struggling. Yeah. But from your own perspective, right, you just want them to stop so bad. And you, yeah. and if you, especially if you don't understand it, which a lot of people don't try to understand it. Yeah. They don't. They just see you as an addict and they just try to, like, pin that on you. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that David, in this is his memoir, right? Mm-hmm. This is based on his memoir. He tried so hard to understand his yeah. son. He researched it day and night. Yep. He went to a doctor and tried to understand the neurological yeah. effects. He literally of did cocaine to try oh. and understand what it what his son was feeling because he wanted to find any way to help him. Yep. And honestly that broke my heart yeah. because you can tell how much he fucking loves this kid. And let me tell you there's a lot of fucking parents of addicts out there who're not going to do this shit. Yeah. Who wouldn't even care even a little bit. Yeah. You know? So it's like this man's a 10 out of 10 character for me in general. He's based on a real person. Yeah. This fucking man. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Love him. I mean, Nick as a character, a lot of pain going yeah. on. It's hard to There's- rate that because it's like he isn't necessarily a good person, but it's because he's... He's an right now he's really struggling he's ill yeah so it's like there's not really anything he can do he there's goes through really, periods yes. where he tries and he does well for a little bit and then he's you know he's good but he is a great written character in yeah the sense absolutely that you get to see both sides of the coin that you is get to see the selfishness of an addict on. yeah but you also get to see the remorse you get to see the recovery you get to see all of those feelings yeah. in his character yeah. and i thought that was amazing yeah like the way that they portrayed him they wrote him as a character mm-hmm. so good. and you can you can see the love that he has for his family and the remorse he feels for his dad mm-hmm. especially yeah um it's just so i he's a great character yeah. as well i mean the supporting character is killer so good yeah even the kids i mean no yeah they uh, actually did a great job as well like they were heartbreaking and really well written to see his relationship with them yeah and to see how it affects each little relationship he has yeah 
I think I have no choice but to give it a 10. I'm giving it a 10. Like, I don't actually, I mean, I do think that this was just really, really well written and made. So good, and I'm going to fuck up everybody Rotten Tomatoes after this. (laughs) I'm going to read every negative review. Ben is back. Um, Obviously Mm, a different story. (laughs) I will say, I, I feel like I liked Holly. I I understood where she was coming from. It's kind of like the same vibe of like, she just wants her kid to be okay, but she just kind of took a different way of a different approach to it. Um, uh, To be honest, I think she had a more realistic um, depiction of a parent in mm -hmm. this situation where she literally refuses to see the bad in her kid. And sometimes you fucking have to see the bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if not, you're going to be naive and, and, like you have to understand your kid right yeah you have to understand what they're coming from what they've been through and it's not easy they're no. not going to tell you all the time right yeah. i get that but it's like instead of trying to understand why he is doing what he's doing mm-hmm. she decides to be in complete denial yeah of it. which not and again helpful. i think a lot of people go through that yeah you want to deny you want to see the best in your kid you don't want to even acknowledge but the way she bashes ivy too she's like she's too smart she doesn't have any fun she's like you're the perfect <laughs> amount of smart and fun ben yeah no that is actually a really good point but it kind of pisses me off because it reminds me of a mother-son relationship that yeah. i think a lot of moms have with their sons where it's like they kind of let him go with a lot yeah. i'm not gonna get into, into it kind of hot take but um <laughs> <laughs> um she, i don't know she was a kind of realistic depiction in that sense yeah but it kind of pissed me off yeah but she was caring yeah so i appreciate that i agree i think ben complicated story yeah i don't think his depiction was as good as as Timothy it was confusing and that's the issue yeah is that you don't really know how he's feeling a lot yeah of the time. i do th- i feel like there wasn't actually as much of a look into him and no, his brain it was more much. like a reveal yeah it's like this is what i was actually thinking that's the whole true. time and yeah. it's like that kind of sucks while watching it though because like i don't know it's a little dull in that sense mm-hmm. if you don't exactly know in the moment what he's thinking yeah it was dialogue heavy i don't know i feel I, like it was less emotion more dialogue i think that's actually a really good point yeah and i think that's why i felt way less emotional yeah because it's like we don't really get to see what's going on inside them yeah right which is what makes it powerful yeah i think was what ma- makes like beautiful boy powerful is seeing how it's affecting everybody yeah in this movie i don't know it's like very base effectiveness yeah. you know like we don't really get to see so no i didn't like his character very much but yeah. i fucking hate ivy with a, yeah. with a burning passion i ivy's kind of not great um but <laughs> pons is a 10 out of 10 yeah. everyone else in the movie leave it or you know yeah, unfortunately i'm not gonna give this score based on pons alone so i'm gonna have to give them a five if it was pons alone what would you give it a 10 <laughs> <laughs> me too yeah what'd you give it five i'm gonna give it a two two is that fucked up Um, i like holly more than a two but i'm just basing it off of like everybody else (laughs) okay you know what i mean yeah sure holly's a six but everyone combined brings it down to a two i'll give it a three it's a little aggressive to give it a two okay i i think that's i meant fair um okay our bonus category Pond thief by the way they refer to clayton as the pond thief in the wikipedia which is where we got this <laughs> yeah. um beautiful title that we will be renaming the movie the pond thief 
Okay, and now for our bonus category. Resemblance? Call it resemblance? Family resemblance, yeah. Yeah. The casting. Specifically between um, Holly and Ben mm-hmm. and David and Nick. Yeah. We'll start with you, yes. Carell and Timmy. Now, um, pull up a photo if you don't have one now, okay? Yeah. Because we want you to judge with us. Look up Timothy Chalamet and Steve Carell because there are photos of them where they, wow. I swear they have the same exact smile. Dude, their noses are super similar too. Like you see really the way it similar. dents on the sides. Yeah, Steve Carell's is a little place. more pointed. Like it's a little yeah. lower, uh-huh. but like it's still really similar. Their smiles are so similar. Their smiles are very similar, and their eyes are like yeah. the same color. Yeah, super close. I mean, it's um kind of hard to tell with the hair because you know. We got Steve Carell, an older man, rocking the gray look. Yeah. I love it, though, for him. But he if you look amazing. at young Steve Carell, you could also look at young Steve Carell. That's and true. Very similar hair they color. They are actually kind of similar. Um, I wouldn't say it's, like, the best casting I've ever seen. Not perfect. But, like, I do think this was still pretty good. I'm going to give it a seven. Ooh, you know, they do. The more I look at them, the more similar they look. He is a little paler. I mean, Victorian child, as we've mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll give it a seven, too. All right. They do look very similar. Kinda, and I didn't even realize it. Until no. We yeah. I didn't realize it until seeing them standing next to each other with the same exact the smile. smiles. And also, I, I'm trying to think of what Timothy Chalamet would look like with stubble. I, I he probably can't grow any. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. Sucks for him. But okay, um now Julia Roberts and Lucas Hedges. Julia Roberts and Lucas Hedges. Honestly not that dissimilar. <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah. It's harder it, it is harder though because she is like a woman, so she has like more feminine features. That's true. You know what I mean? Like he's got this strong ass brow. Yeah, he does. Um, he's definitely got like a very like kind of rectangular face. Yeah, he's got like more manly quote, yeah. quote, features. But I think um, that honestly, their noses aren't that dissimilar. Oh. They both have like kind of bro pointyish noses. No freaking way. <laughs> okay. Are you out of your mind? Pull up another photo because the photos I'm looking at, they ain't got the same nose. Actually, I didn't say the same. They're pretty similar. No, no, no. You're right. I see the point though. At the at the yeah. front, I see the tip. The point is similar. Oh, I mean, but I think she the eyes are not similar. No, yeah, she also has like a, a very different mouth than he does. She's got a very iconic mouth. Yeah, <laughs> she's got iconic lips. She's not to got be gross. A very iconic mouth. She does though. Her <laughs> lip shape is like I've never seen anybody else with that lip shape. Shape, bro. <laughs> Nobody. But um, they are both um rocking the gingy ginge hair, right? Yeah. I love it. I love a ginger. I can't lie. <laughs> a gingy ginge. I freaking love it. Um, But like, I definitely don't think that they look as similar as Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet. No way. But it's not the worst I've seen. By far the, not. No, 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 no. But definitely worse than. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six. Oof. I'm going to give it a five. Mm-hmm. All right. Our final category. Rewatchability. I've already watched Beautiful Boy. This is my second time watching it. True. It's such an emotional movie that it's not one that I would rewatch a lot, but I absolutely would see it again. Yeah, and I would say if you have any like personal attachments to addiction, it's probably harder to watch. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But yeah. at the same time, it also hits this really nice emotional mm-hmm. like I think it's important to watch. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say because I'm like, you know, how many people I want to show this movie because it, I think it's really important because mm-hmm. it shows. I think it just forces empathy on you, mm-hmm. and I love that. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. kind of love that it forces you to be in their shoes. Yeah, 
See, I prefer to not watch sad movies. Oh, 100%. I get that. But I, I don't know. I think this movie, it's it's not like other sad movies to me. No, you're definitely right. Like, I didn't cry right. during it. And not only that, but it's different than The Silence, yeah. right? Because it's it's not necessarily depressing. <laughs> well, because no, you you're were right, so you're right. sad when you watched <laughs> The Silence. Right. You were like, I want to die watching this. <laughs> you're right. Right? And, like, that was, like, depressing. Yeah. But to me, like... I don't know. This journeys has, of sobriety. Yeah, a bit of a hopeful yes. vibe to it. There's a hope. And especially because it's based on a true story. Yeah, and it just shows you how low someone can be and mm-hmm. how but like it doesn't determine their life. Yeah. And I don't know. It just highlights the support system, how important it is. I don't know. It was just such a beautiful story to me. I think I'll give rewatchability yeah. a six. I think I'm gonna give it a six too. All right. Because, you know, like you said, it's sad. Yeah. But I definitely want to yeah, rewatch it yeah um ben is back sometimes you just watch a movie and you're like that can was, we give it zero enough yeah you ask this all the time i'm pretty sure we gave a zero like last week didn't oh, yeah. i give a zero to the yeah, silence i think so no last week was kick-ass but yeah let me i kind of i need to picture myself like if okay I'll, let me paint a scene for the both of us mm-hmm. close your eyes okay now imagine you're downstairs on the couch uh-huh. okay and you're flipping through channels right because you just don't know what to watch yeah you see that Ben is back, is on. Yeah. What are the chances that you watch it? What's I mean, the percentage? Okay, well, here's the thing. I think for most dramas, mm-hmm. if I'm just flipping through channels, the yeah. chances that I will watch it. Can I open my eyes now, by the way? No. Okay. <laughs> for most drama movies, the chances that I will watch it just flipping through the channels is like almost zero. Because if I'm just flipping through the channels, I want to watch something more lighthearted. That's I would fair. rather put on a show. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I don't feel so strongly against this movie that I'm like, I could never in a million years, like, put my eyeballs on this again. That's fair. Can I open my eyes? Now? Okay, now you can open your eyes. Okay. <laughs> it was honestly kind of frightening. You went through the journey. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to give it a one. I'm going to give it a zero. I, you're allowed I was, to. No, I'm but here's the thing. I won't. I was really considering it. Yeah. I was like, but what? if and uh-huh. i'm like just asking these what ifs yeah but i'm like i would, would not want to yeah in really that's any fair. world that's would i fair. want to rewatch it mm-hmm. so i'm gonna have to give it a zero even though i i would never compare it to something yeah like super where i like hate it yeah or like definitely but like i just don't see any interest in wanting to rewatch yeah. this ever again yeah so i gotta give it a zero okay well here we have our final scores for beautiful boy i gave it an 83 pretty and good you gave it an 84 Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, and for Ben is back, I gave it a 50. And now, tied for not last, which I will explain momentarily, tied with Weird Science, 34. Damn. Now, here's where I said I had something to apologize for in the end. Oh, yes. I sincerely would like to apologize. I have been misleading everyone. I only had the past scores from episode five onward. No, episode six onward. Episode six is when I was like, maybe I should like have the scores written down so we can like know, you know, what mm-hmm. we've what we've done. Um, and so I just like haven't gotten around to like, you know, tracking what the old scores were. So I've just been under the impression that the lowest score we gave out was Weird Science with a 34. That was so incorrect. But fair of a guess. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, because we hated Observe and Report. No, yeah, I so did question. Deeply yeah um so our actual lowest score was a 22 that i gave observe and report 
Oh, so very understandable though. That's a fatty MB. I'm so yeah. sorry. MB meaning my bad for anyone. Thank God you apologized. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real sorry about that. <laughs> um, and also our highest score <laughs> is from the same episode, and it's just giving Paul Florida <laughs> 92. I regret nothing. <laughs> Do you want to? mention the google scores this oh time i'm goodness. asking you you're so right i was just so enthralled <laughs> all right i'm gonna chuck them at you you ready i guess ready to catch them <laughs> no guesses at all no guess what they're exactly the same as rotten tomatoes no they're exactly the same as each other oh they have been rated exactly the same by the google reviews all right well let me guess the one score okay 75 very close really 79 i can just vibe with the google users pretty bummed that these got rated the same by google users yeah i know you um, are pretty fucking even more bummed about the critic scores on rotten tomatoes yeah i once again continue my crusade against rotten tomatoes to get that shit <laughs> fucking slashed and burned <laughs> yeah. dude oh my god how are you gonna see beautiful boy and rate that shit a 67 yeah. get out yeah literally I, get out i don't i don't understand it i um, don't want to no <laughs> and you don't have to good but all right i mean that's that's what we've got for you this week thank you for listening absolutely join us next week when it's it's a grand old time oh yeah we're bringing back the energy it's an episode that i literally have been looking forward to since we started this show we're gonna be watching the parent trap and it takes two very lovable movies. couldn't couldn't even put into words how excited i am yeah we're gonna go on an upswing <sighs> absolutely um, and if you like this episode and even if you didn't i don't care please give it a five-star <laughs> review it would be great yeah. <laughs> give us a, sh- a shout out in uh on apple Podcasts, a nice yes. five-star review um, and follow us at it doesn't take two on all social media platforms where we try to post yeah some we post more than others yeah we, we you know what we're gonna tweet today yes we're gonna tweet today mm-hmm. and, about uh, which episode who knows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on instagram tiktok and twitter yes thank you so much for listening bye <laughs>